Chosen 2015. How's your week been going? Come on, if you've been wearing that bracelet with pride, if you did not get a bracelet yet, please grab some on your way out. We'd love to give those. But listen, you've done one week and I believe you've done really well. So come on, give yourselves a big applause right now. Come on. That's it. That's all. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Woo! There you go. You've done well. Done well, and it's not too late if you missed the beginning, the kickoff day. We're on day seven of Chosen. If, if you've missed any of that, it's not too late to jump on board. Visit our website. We've got all the information. Catch one of us afterwards. Start tomorrow. Just be a part of what God is doing as we celebrate 21 days of just prayer and fasting and giving those times to God. And You should be reaching or re- receiving a daily devotion. Come on. How many are getting the daily devotions? Good stuff. If you are not getting the daily devotions, that means we don't have your email address. I mean, we're a lot of things, but we can't We can't send out emails where we don't know your address. So if you are not getting your daily emails, please go and visit someone at the Connect Zone after church. They can help you. If you're not getting Instagram, if you're not on Facebook, go to the Connect Zone. Rena, someone's going to be back there and they can help you because every day almost we're sending out thoughts. We're sending out just great things through Instagram, the social medias, and you just need to sign up and just be a part of that, what God is doing. And we're going to give you something really special when you leave today. Are you ready? You ready for this special? You ready? Drum roll. Here it is. We're going to give you a lifesaver. Every one of you. And it's not because your breath is bad. It may be bad, but that's not the purpose. The reason we are giving you a lifesaver is because one of the things that we are really praying one of the things that we're really believing for is that people would turn their cell phones off. No, money fine. But we're really praying and believing that people will see their family and their loved ones saved. How many have someone that you know that's not saved that needs Jesus right now? Come on, come on. Every one of us. And you know what God's called us to be? Lifesavers. And what I want you to do is every day I want you to take this mint and I want you to keep it in your pocket. And every day you feel it in your pocket, every day you come across it, I want you to pray for that person and that God would save their life. That God would save them. And here's the best part, are you ready? When God saves them, you can open up the pack and eat it. And then just grab another one and believe for someone else. So if you're really hungry through the fast, get someone saved and you can eat mints all day long. But we just want you to do that. So as you leave, that you can just go with that in your pocket and you can lift up. Come on, how many have some people that you need to see saved? Come on, well, why not believe and truly believe through this fast? What a breakthrough. That's a great breakthrough to see them come to know God. We are one soul away from doubling in size. 
every one of us leads one person to Christ, we've got no room. And that's a good problem. Let us handle that problem. Come on. How many people would be willing to stand during church to let someone who didn't know Jesus have their seat? Come on. And that's what we're going to do. I'm looking forward to the day very soon where we're going to have to give up our seats. Come on, Breezy, standing already. I'm looking forward to people giving up their seats and say, hey, you come and sit here. I can sit on the floor. I can stand at the back. We'll grab chairs. We'll, we'll do whatever we need. We can sit on all the steps. Come on, we can just do it. And we're going to see that happen. Why? Because God's called us to be lifesavers. And we're going to be the preservers of those around. God's placed you in their way to make a difference in their lives. Are you ready for the message today? Come on, I said, are you ready for the message today? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew 6, 33. Title of our message is New Priority. Say with me, New Priority. New Priority. That's what we're going to discover today. What needs to be our new priority? Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, given to you. How many likes the sound of that? But notice what the Bible says, before anything else, what? God. First God. Is that not right? Before anything else, it first has to be God. We need to seek Him. We need to prioritize Him. We need to long for Him with our lives. Then what's the promise? All things will be what? Added unto your life. I like stuff to be added. We have enough stuff subtracted. We have enough stuff taken from us. Stuff to be added is a good thing. And the Bible says that when we seek God first, the promise is all things will be added unto us. What an incredible promise. But it's a promise with a premise. It's a promise with a premise. What's the premise? Him first. Come on. He has to be First, last week we talked about beginning a fast and talked about why we do a fast at the beginning of the year and why we pray and seek God is because we want to give God the first fruits of our year. It's the first that belongs to God. In the Old Testament, the firstborn, the the, the first of their harvest was that which was given and sacrificed unto God, the first. And what is the promise? That when we give God the first, that which belongs to Him, the promise is He'll redeem, He'll take care of the rest. So He must be first in our lives, period. And I want to show you that today. We want to see how that works in our lives. We want to see how that looks in our lives. And we want to discover how our lives will never, ever be the same again. Would you pray with me today? Dear Heavenly Father God, I just pray for everyone in this place. God, there is not one person here by mistake today. Everyone is here by divine appointment. That means, God, they are right where they need to be. God, that you want to touch and speak into every heart and life today. And God, we pray, God, right now that you would show us the truth of your word. God, that you would unlock the promises of your word. God, realizing, God, as we place you first, God, anything and everything is possible for our lives. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would look at each one of our lives, we are very similar. We are very similar. Because we all battle the same thoughts. 
We all so many times have the same questions that come through our minds. Maybe some of us have the answers quicker, but we still have the questions as we turn on the TV, as we pick up the newspaper. Well, that's old-fashioned now. Do we even have newspapers anymore? It's nearly all online now, isn't it? And we see things, we hear things, and... And the questions begin to surface and the questions begin to come to mind. And really, our lives can be at times full of questions. Some questions that we may struggle at times, if ever, to have the answer to. You know, those questions like, why did that child have to die? That's a tough question sometimes to ask. Mum and Dad did a funeral just this week for a 46-year-old lady who died. I mean, why are people that young in the prime of their lifetime? That's questions that we have. I wonder if you've ever asked this question. God, what's your plan for my future? God, I'm kind of struggling here. What is the plan that you have, God, for my future? What about this? How does your will look for my life, God? If I'm to live by your will, what does that look? How do I discover your will? What about this one? God, the person I'm dating right now, is that the one I should marry? God, is this the best that you have for me? God, I need to know I've got questions. Will I ever be free from addiction and bondage? That's real for a lot of people. They struggle with that, the questions. Why does God allow such tragedy to happen in this world? Why does God allow suffering? I love Him and I'm serving Him. Why am I in pain? Why is there suffering in my life? What about this one? Is Jesus really the only way to heaven? Questions, questions, questions. But what if, listen to me today, what if amidst every question that we may have, and we have them, What if amidst every question, we would make this determination in our lives, no matter the question, we put Him first? What if we would say, God, above everything else, I'm going to seek you. But regardless of how I feel, regardless of what I understand, regardless of what I'm grasping through all this, what if I could just put you first? What's the promise? The promise, if I do that, God says, I'll take care of the rest. You see, the reason why we don't have answers to our questions is we're going to the wrong source. We're going to the wrong person. We're going to the wrong means. We're looking in the wrong areas for the right thing, but we're looking for it in the wrong places. And therefore, the questions are never really being answered. But you see, as we put God first, the promise is that He'll take care of everything else, that he'll take care of all things. You see, what needs to happen in our lives is our faith needs to shift from our head to our heart. We need a faith shift. Come on, a faith shift that goes from our thinking, our reasoning, our way of trying to figure it all out to the fact of, God, I maybe don't understand, I don't know, but God, I'm going to trust you. And God, I'm going to prioritize my life to put you first. And despite what you may even sit there and say today and what you've told yourself, every one of us are fully capable of being able to do that. You know why I know that? Because God never asks us to do anything that we cannot do. God's not saying, put me first because I want to be this egotistical monster and I want you to worship me. God's saying, I'm a loving heavenly father and I want to take care of you. 
So put me first so I can handle the rest of the questions, the rest of the problems, the rest of the situations, and I can take care of that for you. And really, there's three game changes when you would look at living a life that would say, God, I want you first. So many great benefits that come, but we've kind of just put them quickly down to three things. Are you ready? Here's the first one. Are you ready? When we say, God, I want your way in my life. I want you to put you first above every question of God, every fear. Here's what he says. Number one, you realize this. God has a plan for you. Come on, God has a plan. You realize that God has a plan for you. How do we know that? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. Don't you love that? Come on, it's okay to say amen in church. If you, if you read something and hear something you like, or you can just do it. Mm-hmm. Just give me something in the house. Come on. Whatever, I'll take it, I'll take it. I'll take preach, brother, I'll take whatever. Come on, you crazy English man, preach. I'll take it. But I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. I like how the New King James Version says, he says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. The thoughts I think. What does it mean? If God says, I know the thoughts I think about you, means this. You're in his mind. Come on. You're on his mind. Have you ever had someone that said to you, that maybe called you up, texted you, emailed you, just came by to see you, or caught you later and said, don't know what's going on in your life, but you just came to mind today. You just came across my mind, and I just want you to know that I love you. I'm praying for you. I believe that. You don't even know what's going on, but they just came across your mind. And you took a moment just to think about them, to pray about them. Don't you love the fact that you're in the mind of God? That every day that you're on his mind, that he thinks about you, that he loves you, that he's praying for you, that he wants the best because he has a plan for each one of our lives. And it still amazes me that many people still think that God is not interested in the details of our lives. That's so wrong. God is interested. In fact, God doesn't want to be a passive bystander. He wants to be fully engaged in our everyday walk to help us and strengthen us. And when we make him or as we make him our first priority, we'll begin to witness firsthand how his presence desires to be with us. We'll sense his presence like never before. The fact that he is there to help us through. Come on, I want to go to a whole new level when I sense the presence of God that I can experience. How do I do that? Putting God first. Here's another game changer. You ready? Number two, love this one. We don't have to carry the weight of life alone. Come on, just... Come on, just let it all out right now. Come on. Wow. You mean I don't have to carry this burden for my children? No, you don't have to carry it alone. God promises to help you with that. Life can be challenging at times. If you haven't found life, if you haven't experienced life to be challenging, keep living. And if you never get to a place where life's challenging, then check your pulse because you need to start living because you ain't living. 
Come on, every day there's challenges, every day there's struggles, every day there's opposition that comes. And sometimes those burdens can be tough to deal with. The weight can just get on top of us. But God does not want us to carry them alone. Look what it says, First Peter 5 verse 7 says these words, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares. I would like to say it this way too, for he carries you. Come on. Because he wants to carry you. He wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you. New Living Translation says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I love the picture that we see in this. It's like Jesus is just inviting us to keep step with him while he does all the heavy lifting. While he carries our load, he says, I got you. Come on, I've got you back. I've got it taken care of. I've got it handled that I can take care of this. I can carry your weight. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 from the New Living Translation says these words. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for what my yoke is easy to bear and my burden or the burden I give you is light. What do we see? God says the burden of this world is heavy. The burden that I want to give you is light. Why? Because I want to carry that burden. And I want to help you. And I want to strengthen you. It's not about you trying to do it all on your own. It's about setting new priorities. And saying, God, you first. God, you take care of it. You handle it. Seek you first and then you will take care of the rest. Here's the third one. Are you ready? Number three. God's way is better than ours. Always. 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 We amen that. We know that. I wish we could constantly live that. But his way is always better than ours. Psalms 19 verse 7 and 8 says these words. The law of the Lord is perfect. Love that. The instructions of God are perfect. They are converting the soul. Literally, it means the reviving, giving life back to your soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure. They're trustworthy. Come on. They are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Man, this is a good verse for us to learn right there. Come on. God wants to make wise the simple. Come on. There's no excuses for everyone. We just found our verse. Come on. Come on, he wants to make smart the dumb. Come on now. He wants to make wise the simple. Verse 8, the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart or bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord, they are pure. That is pure. They're clear. They are enlightening the eyes or giving insight to living. What have we just read there? It says the way of God is perfect. The way of God is refreshing and reviving. The way of God is trustworthy. The way of God is right. The way of God is pure. The way of God is an enlightening. In other words, God's way is all good stuff. It's everything that we need. It's everything that we desire. Everything that we long for in life can be found in the way of God. But look at our way. 
It's a different picture, isn't it? Look at our way. Look at the struggles. Look at the confusion. Look at the doubts. Look at the fear. Look at the emptiness. Look at the loneliness. You see, the more we endeavor to achieve those things, literally happiness and fulfillment, the more we try to achieve those things, the further we find ourselves from them. But that all changes with a new priority. It all changes with a new priority when we choose to put God first. Because He is all those things that you and I will ever need. But here's what else I love about God. Are you ready? He also is willing to meet us at our place of need. He meets us at our place. He doesn't say, come, get perfect, clean yourself up, and then come. God says, I'll take you any which way. Come on. God says, just come unto me, or you are weak and heavy laden, and and I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. You can find rest and comfort and strength. You can find healing, a new life, a new start, a fresh hope in me. God comes right to where you are. He doesn't just say, hey, give me that burden. He comes sometimes to take that burden from every one of us. Maybe today you're in a mess. Maybe in your life you're a mess. Maybe in your mind you're a mess. You're making stinking thinking and making wrong decisions for your life and it's a mess. Guess what God's promise is to you? God works all things together for good. How do I know that? Romans 8 verse 28, it says, And we know, come on, and we know that all things, I love that. How many times have we heard that word today, all? Come on, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Cast your cares upon me because I cast all your cares upon me. Look, and we know that all things work together for the good for those who love God, to those who are the called. Come on, the chosen. Come on, those who have chosen and said, God, I want to live for you according to his purpose. Maybe you're depressed today. What? Yeah, you, depressed. You're battling depression today. Come on. He comes to where you're at to give you joy. Look what it says in the Word of God in Romans 15 verse 13. It says these words, Now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy. There it is again. It's all God. It's all good when it's all God. Come on, when He's first, it's all good. May the God of hope fill you. Come on, I'm just enjoying myself. If you're not enjoying this, I'm just going to pat myself on the back. I'm just going to tell myself, Amen. Preach, Pastor. Preach it. You're doing a good job. Come on, this is good stuff today. Because he's coming right where you're at. Because when we put him first, he handles and takes care of everything. He says that you will have all joy and peace as you believe. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're lost today. Maybe you feel lost and you don't know where I'm going and and what do I do next. Let me reassure you of this. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. He says, I'll never leave you. He says, I'll never forsake you. I'll be there with you to help you and strengthen you. You see, you don't have to get to that place. God comes to your place and he lifts you up and he changes. Look how he lifted me. Come on, that's my testimony. If you can't remember the words, you can remember, oh. Come on. We don't just waste time singing. We're wanting something to get into your spirit that will come alive in you to realize that he's your hope. He's your strength. Oh, but pastor, I'm so far from God. You're a prime candidate. 
for everything that God has because all you have to do is say, God, I'm so far, but I put you first in my life. And he moves heaven and earth to come down into your situation and to begin to work things for good in your favor. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be perfect. We've just got to put him first and let him begin to change our lives and change us and handle the rest. It's not as complicated as we make it. In fact, it's really simple. Oh, but pastor, you don't know my life. You don't know my husband. You don't know my kids. You don't know my boss. You don't know this. You don't know that. Maybe your life is really tough today and you may say, my life is far from simple. Well, you know what I want you to do? If your life is far from simple, here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the order of your life. Look at the order of your life. I mean, look at the order of your life. Because the order is that which will make it either hard or the order is that which is making it easy. Because if you want to go your way and choose your things, you're going to make it hard for yourself. But when you put him first, come on, he can handle and take care of the rest. Come on, feel like preaching in the house today. Come on, come on. If I had a Hammond B3 organ in the house today, it would be dangerous. Come on, there would be some soul that would come out today. Come on. Look at this. Psalms 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Stop going after your desires and start making Him your heart's desire. Stop seeking for all the stuff and start seeking the one that can give you the stuff. Come on, start looking for Him. I like the Message Bible. Are you ready? It says this, Keep company with God. Get in on the best. Isn't that beautiful? Keep company with God. And you'll get in on the best. When you look again at our lives, remember we talked about we all have the questions. Just like we all have similar questions, we all have similar basic needs. And we can label them in different ways, but we all have the same basic needs. And they look pretty much like this. Are you ready? We all want to live a happy, fulfilled life. We want to be financially secure. We want to have meaningful relationships. We want to have a family. We want to have a happy home and a great marriage. We want to have freedom from worry and freedom from fear. We want to have good physical health. And we want to be loved. That pretty much sums up, if we had all of those things, that's pretty much covered every base. But regardless of what you may call it today, you may call it luck. You may call it favor or fortune, whatever you choose to call it. Deep down, all of us strive for a a life that is marked with blessing. Come on, it's just luck. I I lucked out and look, my life is blessed. By good fortune, I choose rather to say by faith in God and trust in God. Because I'm telling you, God first living is the only way that we will ever be able to achieve all of that. God first living. But what do people do? What do we try to do? We try to fill a God-shaped void that's inside of every one of us with everything else apart from the perfect fit. And then we wonder why there's emptiness. We wonder why there's no fulfillment 
and there's nothing that will satisfy our life. Why? Because he has to be first. Look at this formula. I came across this formula this week, and it's a real powerful formula. It's called the happy formula. Are you ready? And here's what the world tells you. If you want to be happy, if you want to be fulfilled in your life, here's what you need to have. You need the right career, a good job. You need plus plenty of money. Plus the right girl or boy, okay? So the right relationship. It's the right gal or the right girl, okay? Plus right friendships, the right people around you, minus pain and suffering. Don't want any of that. Take all of that. Get it out. We'll take the plus on the other, the minus on that. Thank you very much. Come on. And that equals happiness or fulfillment. It's amazing how untrue that statement is. In fact, it's the opposite. As we try to fill our lives with career, money, relationships, friendships, and minus the stuff that we don't want, we think, well, it's going to equal out. But you can put in any numbers, crunch the numbers any which way you want in that, in that formula and see what comes out. It's not going to work for you. Why? Because nothing is going to satisfy you like God. Nothing's going to satisfy your life like His plan and purpose. Today, a lot of you are going to turn on the TV to watch some games on TV. One of the people you're going to watch on TV is Tom Brady. He's the quarterback for the New England Patriots. He's the heartthrob of most young ladies. But while being interviewed recently on CBS, listen to what he says. I quote, this is his quote, Tom Brady. I am surprised and disappointed that this unquestioned fame And success that I have, have failed to bring me the satisfaction that I crave. His words. I'll say it again, Miss May. I am surprised and disappointed that this unquestioned fame, hey, he can't go anywhere without being recognized. Come on. And most of you ladies, if you still could, you'd probably have his poster up somewhere in your house. It's a big joke in our house. We all say, Kelly, look, your boyfriend's on TV. But I'm surprised and disappointed that this unquestioned fame and success has failed to bring me the satisfaction that I crave. His story's not alone, is it? His story is the story of so many people out there that they think through the world, they will find what they're looking for. Who was that you 2 that wrote a song, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for? Still haven't found. They sing about the cross and Jesus and life, but they still haven't found what they're looking for. He goes on to say in the interview, he says, why do I have three Super Bowl rings? yet still think there is something greater out there for me. I think, his quote, I think, God, it's got to be more than this. Now, he said his answer, but he wasn't saying it as his answer. Come on, he was almost saying it as a frustration, as a a place of, I mean, what's going on? I think, but God, there's got to be more. The answer is right there, but he doesn't realize it. So he was then asked, well, what do you think the answer is? And he replied to the interviewer, I wished I only knew. 
I wished I only knew. And you're right, someone does need to tell him. Any ladies signing up to give to a personal one-on-one with Tom Brady? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? You see, we can plug in any variables into that happy formula. Because anything we plug in there, it doesn't matter what we plug in there, we will never be guaranteed a good life for ourselves. We can have it all, yet have nothing. We can have it all. That which kids strive for. Come on, young people, you see these, these film stars, you see these sports stars. Wow, if I could just have cars and houses and I could just have all that. What are they saying? I'm, uh, it's not there. What I thought was the answer, it's emptiness. There's no wonder you turn on the TV and you see so many stars and, and people that we idolize so many times in rehab, beaten up on their wives, can't handle them's lives. Why? Because they are empty. There's something that they're still lacking and it's now causing a frustration in their life. A frustration, it's like an itch they can't scratch. And they don't know what to do with it. We've got to watch because if we don't watch, our priorities can be all out of whack. They can be all out of order because nothing of those things is going to make us happy. There's nothing wrong with a great job. There's nothing wrong with those things if they're in the right order. Look at this statement. Are you ready? If you're taking down notes, this is good. Are you ready? Whatever has first place in your life directs how you will live it. It's the director of your life. Like the director in a movie. Whatever is the priority of your life is going to direct your life. If your priority is going after money, guess what you're going to put over everything else? Money. If it's fame, if it's fortune, if it's sports, if it's whatever it may be, someone else, another person, if they are the first place in your life, then you're going to make decisions based upon their position in your life. And it's going to direct how you live your life. It's going to drive you and the decisions that will shape your future. True happiness, fulfillment, joy is not about more, better or greater. It's about order. It's about order. It's about God first, then. God first, then. Every one of you has got something in the parking lot right now that you will need to leave this facility. Every one of you have got that. And I'm not talking about a car. Because you need something before you need a car. You know what you need before a car? You need a key before you need a car. Oh, you can have a car all you want, but you ain't going nowhere if you don't have a key. You've got to have that key to open the car. You may say, oh, well, Pastor Philip, we're a little bit more modern than that. We don't need no key to open our car. Uh-uh. You still need some kind of key fob to be in your pocket that you can go up to it to press the button or push. You've still got to have a key to be able to ignite your car, to get in it, to drive off. You see, we can say, well, I've got the car. I've got the house. I've got the goods. I've got everything. You have nothing, nothing. if you don't have the key. And you know who the key is? Jesus first. It's Jesus first. It's Jesus first. He's the only one that can fire your engine. He's the only one that can start your life. He's the only one that can open up the blessings that you need in your life. Oh, look at my blessings. They're nothing without the key. Come on, he's the key. The key today is God first. God first. God first. Forget the want list. 
well, if I check this off and I'm checking this off, because here's what happens. If your life is based on a list, the list will never stop growing. Because if I can just get there, then I'll be happy. Then what happens when you get there? If I could just go there. Come on, if I could just get that promotion, my job. Man, I want that promotion. You get that promotion, you sit in your desk going, really? I mean, this is it? Man, I like their job better. God, if I could just have their... There's no fulfillment. But I want you to see something here. That's a good thing there's no fulfillment inside of you. For what reason? You see, because when you put your life in order and God is first, that same desire for a lack of fulfillment works good with God too. Why? Because when you're in relationship with God, you'll say, but God, I want more of you. Come on, I want to be closer to you. Come on, I want to read my word more. I want to pray more. God, I want to go to church more. It works in your favor too. We've got to realize that we never are going to be satisfied because as the list grows and grows, instead of fulfillment, you're going to find yourself consumed by all of that thing. And that's not good, and it's definitely not God. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, not good. Definitely not God. Jesus knows what he's talking about. I kind of laugh when I say that. I mean, Jesus, we should know that. But Jesus knows what he's talking about when he says, Matthew 6, 33, put me first, seek me first. And then I can handle and I can take care of everything else. Look at this statement. Are you ready? A life of anxiety. If you could go, there you go. A life of anxiety is never an issue of an unmet need but always an issue of disordered priorities. It's not about because I don't have, it's because the order of me having those things is wrong in my life. If we get it in the right order, or when we get it in the right order, God promises to meet our need, to be the key to unlock the door. And really, you want to know what chosen? You know what about 21 days of prayer and fasting? What we're really all about? Why do we do this? Here's why. Because it's not about what I get. It's not about me. Here's the real goal. Are you ready? It's about me being placed in the right place. It's about me being where I need to be. It's about placing my life in the right position so I can receive the blessings from God. And when he's first, your list will also change. Said this Wednesday night, you may have a shopping list of things that you're praying for during the fast. Just push that aside and just ask for a greater walk with God. Start off there and watch how all of a sudden half the list is irrelevant now because you don't even need those things because you're not going to find what you're looking for in those because God's just taken the place of those things. But the list changes. Come on, chosen. The fast is not about the sacrifice and doing without. We are, but that's not what it's about. It's about gaining the proper perspective or really the proper order in our life. Come on, say with me, new priority. It's about setting the new priority. And what is that? God first. Him first. And there's a peace and a joy and a fulfillment that comes when he's first that you will never accomplish any other way around. Listen to me today. There's nothing wrong with seeking a better financial picture for yourself, for your family and furthering your life. There's nothing wrong with excelling in your career. There's nothing wrong for getting a good education and going after a better job. There's nothing wrong with being healthy and doing the right things. Those things are good. But there is something wrong 
when you seek those things first. When they're first, that's when they become wrong. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Are you ready for this? As a pastor, you need to hear this. There is no way God can add his blessing to anyone who has chosen to put the things of life before him. There is no way that you can expect God to add his blessing to your life if you're putting the things of this world before him. Oh, you may have momentary blessings. You may have things that spring up real quick, but the Bible says if there's no root, it's going to wither and die. Come on, the birds of the air are going to come and they're going to eat it up unless there's depth, unless there's grounding. And that only comes through being in God and Him being first in your life because God wants to give us things that are sustainable. God wants to give us things that will develop and grow and build in our life because God doesn't want us to diminish. God wants us to grow. Remember the rich young ruler? There's a man that's labeled as a rich guy. A rich kid comes to Jesus. Let's put it that way. A wealthy person comes to Jesus and he asks Jesus this question. He says, Jesus, how can I be saved? How can I have eternal life? What is it I need to do? Jesus said to him, you need to go and do this, this, this. Jesus goes through a whole list. Love this and this. And he says, oh, I've done all of those things. Look what Jesus says to him. Jesus then looks at him with love and says to him these words, Mark 10, 21 and 22. Jesus said, looking at him, loved him and said, one thing you lack. I wanted to tell you, it could be that one thing that you lack. One thing you lack, Jesus said, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, take up your cross and follow me. Verse 22, but he was sad at these words or at this word and he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. He had great wealth. He was rich. He had much stuff. How dare you, Jesus, say, sell everything. I've done everything else and you want me to sell everything? Here's the reality. Jesus wasn't saying that to serve me, you've got to be broke. Jesus isn't saying by any means that we can't have anything in our lives. But what Jesus is telling us is this. Are you ready? We've got to make sure that that anything doesn't have us. We can have the stuff, but Jesus says the stuff can't have you. And that's why that man looked at his things and he said, there's no way I could live without this. If that's what it means to serve God, then I can't do it. Can you see it was more of an attitude that, God, I'm willing to lay down all these things because I want you to be first in my life. I want you to be the priority of my life as I live for you. And it's so important. Why? Because disorder invites more disorder. It invites friends. And we've got so good at focusing on the stuff that brings us contentment that we've forgotten the proper order that makes it happen. God, I want this and I want that. How do we get that? Through God. It's the proper order. Let me give you an example of that today. Are you ready? Proper order and focusing on the wrong thing. Tithing. Giving to God. Katie did a great job today in speaking about tithing. And you may say, well, you kind of talk a lot about tithing. Here's why we talk about tithing. It's not for our benefit. It's for yours. 
because tithing is a way of blessing that God wants to open the windows of heaven and pour out you a blessing. Not Heartseeds Family Life Church, you a blessing. God says, I'll rebuke the devourer from your family, from your crops, from your fields. So we tell you these things for what reason? Why? Because it's important. It's a principle that's going to bring truth and blessing to your life, to your family, to your future. So let's look at tithing from the fact that we focus on the what? The stuff instead of putting God first. We say this, God, when I get my pay rise, when I get my new job, when I make a little bit more money, when I get my bonus, then I will pay my tithe. Then I will give to you. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because if you can't give on what you do have, you'll never give on what you're going to get. And you'll never get there if you won't give where you're at. And see, if you can't pay tithes on $10, I'm telling you, you'll never tithe on a 1000 And if you can't t- pay tithes on $1,000, you will never pay it on 10000 and so on, and on. So what's happened? Because of the wrong order, looking at the riches instead of putting God first with the tithe, what tends to happen? Come on, we're placing our faith where? In our money? In our jobs? In our success? We're placing our faith in life, instead of placing our faith where? In God. In God. You see, him first, he says, I'll redeem the rest. God said, test me with this. Try me with this. If you put me first, then I'll take care of the rest. And, and just put the calculator away, because you're not going to be able to figure it out on the calculator. Because it doesn't make mathematical sense how you give 10%, but yet 90% goes further than 100. It doesn't make sense, but it does in God. Come on, because we're now not part of our currency. We're now part of his currency. And you may sit here, and I've had people say to me all the time, but Pastor Philip, if I pay my tithes, I can't afford to pay my bills. What am I going to do? How do I do it? I say, man, pay your tithes, because you need the blessing of God more than ever now in your life. But Pastor Philip, I'll be in need. You were still going to be in need before, but now you're placing your need in the hands of God that he can say, you put me first, I'll take care of the rest. I'll handle it. I'll deal with it. You see, the more we try to actually get our lives under control through our own efforts, the more we discover that our lives actually control us, that we're being the ones that are controlled. And that's why fasting is such a great tool to take back control over your life, to disconnect and to connect to the proper source of life, to set our priorities again. God, you're first. You're above everyone else. God, you're my priority. Because God has to be first, never second. And that's a decision we've got to constantly make in our lives because we don't just wake up in the morning and say, God, for the rest of the day, you're going to be first. Because you're going to have to make that decision throughout the day because there's going to be so many things bombarding you. But you've got to make that conscious decision every time. No, God, you're going to be first. No, God, I'm going to trust you. No, God, when the doctor's report comes back and says it's not good, you're not going to pick up the phone and say, I can't believe. They say I'm dying. They say it's over. We're going to remember God first. God, you said that you are my healer. You're the one that can do it. God, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. I'm giving my life to you. Back where we started, Matthew chapter 6. Let me read two verses early if we could. Matthew chapter 6, verse Thirty-one. In fact, Matthew 6 talks a lot about worry and the stress and the strains of life. 
But how does he round it all off? He says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? They're all important things. I'm glad today that you worried about wearing clothes today. I'm glad today that you worried about those things because they're important. But remember, they're not the most important. They're not the most important. Goes on to say in verse 32, For after all these things men live, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. Your heavenly Father knows what you need. He knows what you have need. And what's the answer? To unlock, to unlock that which he knows that you need, that he wants to give you. Seek first. There's the key. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Let me give you one story and then I'm going to close today. If you've ever watched these shows on TV, the, the History Channel, the Sci-Fi Channel, some of these, you'll see shows on animals and you'll see all these different kind of shows. And there was a show once on lions. And it was just showing these lions, these pride of lions that were together and how they risked everything really to feed themselves because you would think they're so mighty and they're so ferocious. But when you see them hunting and going, they run great risk because they have to go into a pack to pull someone out and they, they could be kicked. They could be horned, spiked with a horn as they go after a wildebeest, as they go after a water buffalo, as they go after something that's bigger most times than them. And you could ask the question, and the question was presented during the show, why do they not just go for something smaller, a less threatening prey, which would be easier for them to kill? Because after all, where they live, the options are endless. The rodents that run around where they live are endless, the little prairie dogs and just so many little things that are a safer bet for them. They could eat those, they could take the easy route and then they wouldn't have to run forever, they wouldn't have to risk their life. But the answer came back like this, that if the animal or the lion was to take that choice, the energy that he would spend chasing the small rodents would be greater than the calorie content of that creature. So as abundant as all those small creatures would be around, if a lion spent all day chasing them, he would eventually starve himself to death while even having them in his mouth. While eating them, he would starve to death. In order for a lion to live, he has to go after the big game. He has to risk it all and he has to keep his focus on that one thing because he knows in order for his life to be sustained, he cannot lose focus. Listen, you need to stop chasing the rodents. Come on, you need to stop chasing those little things that will end up destroying your life. Oh, your life will be full of those things, but inside you will be dead. You will not live even while stuffing yourself with fame, popularity, money, wealth, friendships, fame, drugs, abuse, sin, sex. Your mouth will be full of all those things, but yet you will still be dying because they will never fulfill 
your life. Why? Order matters. Order matters. Order matters. Seek me first. Then I'll give to you the things that you need for your life. So Pastor Philip, how do I know if God's in the right place in my life? Really simple. Ask yourself this question. Who's the first one you go to when there's trouble? Who's the first one you go to when you're afraid? Who's the first one you turn to in the morning? Who's the last one you turn to at night? I'm telling you right now, it needs to be Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because what is Matthew 6, 33? Say it with me, would you, this way? It's my promise. Come on, it's my promise. It's my promise. Come on, say it with me. It's my promise. As I fulfill the premise. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things shall be added to your life. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Order matters. Order matters. Those things aren't wrong as long as they're not in the wrong order. Young people, hear me today. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of older people in here that wished they would have heard a message like this when they were young. And wished that they would have put the right order in their life because it would have caused them to avoid a lot of pain and misery and a lot of suffering that they're still dealing with the consequences maybe of even today. Why? Because order matters. Let me ask today how many people would lift up their hand and say this to the fact that, Pastor Philip, you've lied to us today. How many people would say, Pastor Philip, you've lied to us today? How many people would say you've told us the truth today? You put your hands down. Truth's been taught today, but now it has to be applied. It has to be put into action. It has to be put into effect. And only you can do that. Luke had something today. He said, Dad, would you pray with me about it? And you better believe I was happy to pray with him about it. But you know what I said to him? God, we, Luke, we can pray all day, but you've got to do your part too. Because we can pray that God would set us free from this and that and all these kind of things. And he will, but we've got to walk in that freedom. We've got to walk in that. We've got to trust God. I want to pray for you today, but here's who I want to pray for today. I want to pray for those of you that would say, Pastor Philip, you know, I want to be the first to admit today that the order of my life isn't fully where it needs to be. Come on, who's that? Come on, put your hands up. Come on, all over this place. The order's not right, but I want to make it right. Come on, keep that hand up. I want to pray for you today. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that has lifted their hand in this place. Young and old, male and female, doesn't matter who we are. God, we all need you. God, the need of mankind is the same. We need you first above everything else. And God, when we have you, God, we have everything. When we have you, we have life. 
And God, I pray, God, that you would help us to get our lives in the proper order. God, that we would seek you first in our lives, that we would stop turning to everything else. But God, we would look to you, God, with our whole lives, God, that we would prioritize our lives around God, you being the first, the focus, the love. God, we would quit chasing the rodents. We would quit chasing the empty dreams. We would quit taking the easy way that we think's the easy way out, but yet it's the hardest way out. And we would end up taking the easiest way, which is to surrender our lives to God and God to give you our lives. And God, that you would take our lives and help us and strengthen us and change us and transform us and renew us and build us, God, and do a work inside of our hearts and lives like never before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.